Here's a little preview of what's coming up on the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm always offering all day long, like every second of every day I'm selling in some way and not in like a super spammy, pushy type of way. But if you're already giving value to somebody, whether it's free or they paid for it, and they're getting something from that, they're getting some type of benefit from it, they're going to want more and they're going to be willing to invest more to get more. going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. You have landed in a place that is going to give you actionable information that's going to help you grow your business. That's why we are here. I'm Katie Kremitzos. I'm your humble host. And I invite you, if you are not already, to become part of our Biz Women Rock community. It's thousands upon thousands of amazing business women who gather together on a regular basis to help each other out and to support each other in business. And we hang out in our private Facebook group. I'd love to have you there. Go to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in, and I will give you a personal invitation to come join our group. So I don't know if you feel like this too, But I feel like this time of year, we are about the first full week into December. I always feel like there is this rush of stuff going on. Like I'm simultaneously trying to put the, you know, kind of tie up the loose ends of the end of the year business stuff and trying to plan out for the new year and trying to you know, come up with all sorts of different great ideas and get excited about everything and, you know, put a lot of time and attention into planning and forecasting and strategic, you know, ideas and things like that. So it's like this. I feel this time of year is sort of a everyone's on overdrive. Do you feel that way too? Uh, and I say that because I'm sitting here right now and it's Sunday morning <laughs> uh, and I'm working and I'm happy working, by the way, uh, but it's Sunday morning. So there ain't no relaxation happening this month until like holidays hit and then everything gets turned off for a little while. But um, but yeah, my my husband is actually away with my daughter on a family or on a, a daddy daughter day, which is really cool. And uh, cool for them because they get to spend time together. Very cool for me because I get to have time alone to just me and the birds to um, to really hone in. And right now, this time of year is when I need it. I don't know if that's what you need too. I've found that to be true of most business women that I talk to, that you're kind of trying to put all of the energy you can into your business now so that when the holidays come, you can kind of, you know, unplug for just a little bit to be fully present with your family. So Kind of, you know, raise your hand right now if you feel that. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sitting here so very excited for all the great things, not only that Biz Women Rock has done uh, this year, but oh my goodness, like really like bouncing off the walls, excited about what's coming up in 2017. I'm sure you feel that way too. And the common thing that I am always getting from not only my coaching clients, but um, many, many women who are part of the Biz Women Rock community is like, okay, how do I make sure to make this stuff stick? Like I've I've put in the work and the energy to come up with some really great goals, but they're big goals. They kind of scare me. <laughs> um, how do I actually do that? Because when it comes to January, which we're not too far away from, you know, we can have the best of intentions, but life really takes over. So that is why I decided to put on the Jumpstart Your New Year program. 
Um, and I would love to have you in it. I'd love to have you as a part of it. And here's the basics of what you need to know about it. It is education plus group accountability plus six weeks of deep diving into goals and accomplishing those goals and making sure you have a really solid start to your 2017 to make sure it really blows up the way that you envision it. So if you have any interest make sure to go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash jumpstart, or you can definitely get information within our private Facebook group. But I, as I was planning out, you know, all of the stuff that's going to be happening during those six weeks, I was like jumping out of my skin because it got me so excited about making sure that your visions that you have in your head that you're starting to get down on paper right now for this next year are actually going to happen. So um, anyway, I would love to have you along for that ride. It's going to be a lot of fun and productive and produce results. That's ultimately the end game. So bizwomenrock.com forward slash jumpstart. you're a podcaster, or maybe you're about to be a podcaster. Either way, you are 100% certain that you now need to outsource the post-production of your show. Number one, because you know it'll save you time, and you can spend that time working on the things that are most important in your business that you love. And secondly, because you really want to step up the sound quality of your podcast. So what do you do? You call Danny Osmond with Emerald City Productions. You already know that outsourcing your podcast production is going to save you tons of time, but is the sound quality really worth it? Well, check it out for yourself. This is an example of a podcast episode before Emerald City Productions. All right, Max, thanks for, thanks for coming down and chatting. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're a pretty busy gentleman these days. You got the, got the new record coming out, traveling all over the place, and you got a podcast. Oh, yeah. And this is that same show after Emerald City Productions. All right, Max, thanks for, thanks for coming down and chatting. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're a pretty busy gentleman these days. You got the, got the new record coming out, traveling all over the place, and you got a podcast. Oh, yeah. Sounds a lot better, right? Are you wondering how to keep current listeners of your show around longer? Make sure that they have great listening experiences with you. Outsourcing your podcast production can sound very scary at first, but it's really not. Danny is giving you a very special deal for $15 per episode for your very first four episodes and then $40 after that per episode. That is an incredible deal. Make sure to take him up on it. EmeraldCityPro.com forward slash bizwomenrock. All right, we are in the final stretches of the Money Moxie series. This six-part series is all about how you can keep your eye on the money in your business. I've given you five women who are all representative of different verticals in business, i.e. they bring in money in a bunch of different ways, and they are giving you the behind the scenes of how they actually make money money. Today, I'm featuring Cassie Howard, who is a business coach to badass women. Her term, and mine actually, 
She is absolutely amazing and pulls the curtains back in her coaching business to share with you how she actually makes money, how she creates different offerings, and some other amazing strategies to growing your business and thinking big. This is especially pertinent to you if you work one-on-one with clients and you're looking for ways to be able to offer information to them that not only ups your game as a one-on-one coach or consultant for them, but also is able to package your information in a way that services multiple people at once, this is the lady to listen to. Let's get going with Cassie. Cassie Howard, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. You're repeat guest here. I'm so excited to have you back. <laughs> I'm excited to actually feel super special that I get to come back again. Well, you are special because when um, when I was finding out about you, I knew that you had expertise in Facebook groups, which is what our original conversation was about. But you are a business coach for women, and you're a very unique type of business coach. You're one of those coaches who like kicks people's butt into gear. Um, and I fell in love with you immediately, and so. I knew I just, uh, when I was conceptualizing what this Money Moxie series was all about, and I wanted to interview people who could give an insider's look as as to what it was really like building and uh, making money from certain types of businesses, I knew you were the one I wanted to talk to about coaching and what a coaching business looked like. So I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. So um, let's start with just a very general overview of what you provide. Like what is kind of your main attitude of your company? What kinds of services and products are you providing? Who's your community? If you can give that sort of overview, that would be really helpful so we could have a great place to start. Sure. So I work primarily with women entrepreneurs that have online service-based businesses, and I help them to increase their visibility, increase their impact, and also increase their income. Um, And so what I really do is I help them to get really clear on what they need to, you know, get out there, get visible and bring in the money that they want to be bringing in. And so I work with clients, you know, one-on-one as well as in group formats as well. Gotcha. So um, tell me a little bit about the specific areas of revenue. I always like calling them pockets of revenue. Like how are you, is your business actually bringing in money? When, when somebody purchases something from you, what is that? What are those different things? So I get an idea of sort of the, the buffet of services and products that you offer. Sure. So I do a lot of one-on-one mentorship with clients, helping them with their business their business specifically and their needs. Um, I also do things like live online workshops, um, in-person and online VIP days. So it's basically spend the day with me and, you know, get the ultimate plan for growing your business. So I do these one-on-one as well as group. Um, In-person events happen also. And then I have some DIY courses and programs as well for like my passive income streams. Um, And then live group courses, programs like that. And my membership site as well would be another one. Okay, so I want to dig into a few of those things. Where would you say out of all of these, and I think I counted about seven of these, okay? So first, I just really want to identify that you don't have one major area where you're bringing in revenue. You have over all of these years built out seven different you know, streams of revenue, which is great. Um, what did you start with? What was the very first product or services, the first service that you offered? Uh, the very first thing was actually a group, uh, group program that I had. 
Okay. And so what that was there a specific structure to that? And like, how did you how did you offer that? Did you already have a community of people who were sort of following you or interested in you? Or how did you actually launch that? So I did have a community. It was very small at the time. And to be honest with you, it wasn't even the right community. I was targeting the wrong people at first. So it didn't go over very well. Um, But how I structured it was basically it was a three month program where it was like weekly content on how to grow your business and make money with your business. It was very like general. It wasn't very niche down at all. Um, And so I sold to this community um, that I had built up. And like I said, it was a relatively small community and it wasn't necessarily the right community. And so sales did go that great. So it wasn't my, wasn't my best in, in terms of sales and, and making an impact there. Well, I'm glad I'm so so glad that you are being straight up about this. Because one thing I really, we're going to get into what a badass you are. And so I really want people to see that especially when you're very first trying out like making offers and creating some sort of a package around that offer, that it's not always perfect. And so can you can you get deep with us on like, what did you charge for that program? And how many people did you actually end up? Um, Um, end up going through that program? So I launched it a couple of different times. So the first time that I launched it, I think I priced it around like $600 or so. And I think there was seven people that signed up. My goal was like 50 women or something ridiculous. And seven women signed up for it. Um, And so that wasn't really... Yeah, I was grateful for all seven, of course. And I definitely did the work for for it. But Um, it wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to to go in terms of in terms of profit, but I learned a lot from that. I learned how to target the right community and how to sell and how to sell effectively as well. And so the next time that I launched it, it did way better. I think I priced it at like, well, actually, to be honest with you, I priced it at two thousand. The next time I I launched it, mm-hmm. but and I did that because my coach told me that was a good price. And all along, it never felt right. It felt like it was way too high. I felt more comfortable around like the $1,000 mark. So I actually did a really long post about it. And I was like, I feel like this is the wrong price. I refunded $1,000 to the couple people who did sign up at 2k. And I put a thousand and I was like, this feels right to me and I'm going to go here. And so that was obviously really appreciated by my community and um, set the tone for how I price things in the future, which is basically by gut. Wow. I love that you're saying that. And, you know, I want to point out here, especially with coaching, um, you know, when we really get down to it, so much of sort of these coaching packages that we offer, you know, you may, while you may not be telling your clients this, ultimately, we kind of end up coming with that amount by we're saying, well, how much, how many hours are we going to spend with these people? So what is my hourly rate? And, you know, it's sort of like, okay, then just bump up this price. And then you always have, you know, a gazillion people on the outside telling you you're not charging enough. And ultimately, you really do have to go with what feels right and what you're the one who ultimately knows your community and what your people, you know, really want what you feel like would be a good pricing for them. So I love that you're pointing that out. Yeah. And I think it's also important to know as well that if you don't feel confident in the price, if you feel like it's too high or too low, you're never going to be able to get people to buy it because you're you're feeling unsure about it and they're going to sense that from you and they're going to back off. Love that. So, so true. Um, okay, so you started out with this group coaching business and went through a couple of phases where you you were able to learn a lot of lessons, tweak a lot of things, get it to really start moving. Then what did you offer next? Um, I kind of introduced like my one-on-one mentorship as I had the the group program launch at the same time, maybe like a week or two later, I launched the one-on-one. So I was doing both at once. Um, but yeah, the one-on-one, I would say 
came next. It was after the the group program for sure. I thought the group program would be easier because it was a lesser investment, um, but it didn't didn't turn out that way. Easier as in like easier to sell or easier to sell. Yeah. Easier to sell because it was a lower price point than the one-on-one coaching. Okay. Um, but what I had learned was that after going through it and it kind of sucking the first time was that people didn't know who I was at that point. And so they weren't going to invest in uh, like a group program for me. People are actually more willing to invest in one-on-one with you right. than a group program with you if they're not 100% sure on who you are because usually you have to have a conversation with them privately one-on-one before they will invest in you for the one-on-one so then they can get to know you better. So would you recommend, and is this sort of the way you work it now where as far as how people kind of move through your pipeline, anyone who does any group coaching with you more or less has done one-on-one coaching. So they're really having that experience first before they go into your group coaching. Yes and no. I think it depends on what the group coaching is. Like I haven't really done a quote unquote group program in a while. I usually do the workshops now. Um, They're easier to put together. But at that point, when I was doing the group program, offering it, you know, a couple times throughout the year, it was usually the people who had worked with me one on one prior that signed up for it. Got it. Okay, cool. So where what did you start charging for your one on one mentorships? And I'm very curious, especially for people who are listening, who are sort of new to the coaching game, they know that they have value to offer people, people are probably starting to tap on their shoulders and say, Hey, how can I work with you? And they have no idea how to create sort of a pricing package. So what did you start charging? How did you structure that at first? And then how do you do that now? So I started offering a four month one on one mentorship for 5k. Um, And I know a lot of people will start with a lesser like investment, like it's usually a lot of people start with like a three month mentorship for 1500 to 2000. And I just never felt like that was enough, like for what I was providing. Right. And so I went big from the beginning and which is funny that I think 5k is big now because that's way less than what I charge now. But at the time it felt really like scary big. Um, so I didn't, I didn't start small and I really don't buy into the lies that you have to in order to, to be successful. I went big from the beginning and I really did just fine and haven't looked back since then. Um, However, like I was saying before, though, you have to go with your gut. Like, and that was my, like, the one thing that I learned from my first first coach was the happy price. She's like, you have to go with your gut and choose the price that makes you feel happy. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was 5k. And, you know, maybe for somebody else, they want to do a four month one on one mentorship, for example, and they only want to do it for $1,000. The whole point is to find what your happy price is. And then don't ever waver from that. Because otherwise, you just end up resenting your clients. <laughs> right. Very, very true. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So now let's fast forward to current day. What do you charge for coaching? How do you do your packages now for your one-on-one mentoring? So it depends on what I'm offering at the time because I'm always switching things up. However, the one package that is pretty much always available if it's, if it's not completely booked already is my six-month mentorship. And that's basically like unlimited access to me for six months. Um, and the investment for that one is 30000 Nice. Okay. So now, I mean, obviously, and I I really want to keep on stressing this is that you have taken the time. There is a whole hell of a lot of marketing, relationship building, community building that goes on behind being able to make these offers. But um, I, you know, instead of focusing on that part, this is the part that I want to focus on is these results and what's coming in and where it's coming in. How, um, how long have you offered that program at that price? And did you have buy-in right away? And how does your schedule look now? Like, do you, meaning, do you pretty much have your spots filled or do you have a waiting list of people or how does that work? 
for the six months. Yeah. So for that one, yeah. So as soon as I announced that one, I really only put it out there like once or twice. And, and I really wanted to just do it more privately with clients that had worked with me in the past and offer it to them. Got it. Um, so I only announced it like twice or so. Um, and I had someone sign up almost instantly. Like I'm going to say a couple hours after I announced it, they signed up for it. And it, this was somebody that I had worked with in the past. Um, and now there, there's two women in that program and there's two places open because I only do it for four women because it is like limited access to right, me. Right, right. I can only handle so many. Um, <laughs> and so I, I keep it to just the four women. Okay. So I know I keep diving into your actual one-on-ones, but um, I, I want to do this because it's so important. When you talk about one-on-one, there are so many people out there who completely poo-poo this idea of, you know, dollar for hour type of thing. And that's usually where a lot of people start their businesses, which is this one-on-one consulting, one-on-one time. And eventually you sort of work up your hourly rate, quote unquote. Um, You have proven quite clearly that you can become, you know, a six-figure coach with four clients doing the right work, obviously. And obviously, that's a heck of a lot of time that you spend with them and you're creating amazing results for them. Um, You know, how did you like how did you bump up to that? And like how tell me really your opinions about being able to maintain and really kind of stick your stake in the fact that you really love one on one work, but you sort of position it appropriately in your business. Well, I think the important thing with the one-on-one stuff is that you're working with the right people, first and foremost, um, especially if it's long-term, because I've had to go through the experience of firing clients because they just were not the right clients for me. They either weren't doing the work or, to be honest with you, I just couldn't stand them as a person. (laughs) And so they were gone. And I mean, I think it's just a better process for determining whether or not you want to work with that person. So for me, in the beginning, I was like a lot of, oh, she wants to work with me. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Instead of Oh, she wants to work with me. Let me see if I want to work with her and then, and then go from there. Um, so that's kind of how I'm doing things now for the one-on-one stuff is it's very, I'm very selective with who I will work with because I don't want to work with somebody who is not willing to put in the work. And I'm also not willing to work with somebody who doesn't have the same beliefs that I do around the hustling and how much you have to actually go out there and hustle every day if you want the results and be willing to actually do the work to get the results. So I'm very selective in that regard. Love that. Absolutely love that. I want to shift into talking about just a couple of other of the pockets of revenue just to get a little bit of clarity around them for anyone who is currently doing them or considering doing them. You said that you do live online workshops. These are things that you charge for? Yes. I love this. Talk about that. The workshops are like one of my favorite ways to make money currently. And just to be clear, so there's what I call a masterclass. That's like a free class, kind of like a webinar, but I don't like webinars. So I do them on like live streams. Um, And then the workshop is actually something similar, but it's something that I would charge for because it goes above and beyond like the free type content that I would put out there. And so this is, like I said, one of my favorite ways because it's so simple to put it together. You basically, you know, for me anyway, the way I do it is I'll create a Facebook group for the, the, the event. And then I determine a day, I determine a topic, I determine an outline, and then I just hop on live stream and I do it and it's done. And wow. sometimes I'll even do it where it's just a live call. The last one I did was just a live call, but we also had a private Facebook group where people could ask me questions live in the group. Um, and then I would also keep the group open for an additional two weeks after the event so they could continue to get, you know, some 
some assistance from me in the group, ask me questions and get feedback and things like that. Um, so these would be, you know, priced anywhere from 200 to say a thousand dollars for the workshop. So it's, it's an easy way to make a lot of money very quickly because you can get a bunch of people in there and serve a bunch of people at once. I love that. And I'm so glad that you're giving voice to that because I think we are inundated with the masterclass or the online webinar, which is great. And it is great information. I mean, I do an online workshop, I call it for it's a totally free one for Facebook groups. And I love it. I love being able to disseminate that information. But there is something different about being able to to create content and deliver content on a mass scale that really goes deep. So um, I love that. Now, I would imagine that you create that content according to uh, conscious of how it's filling into all of and fitting into all of your other products and services per se. So obviously people get to come here, they're paying for your amazing information and they're getting to know you. And by the way, that's a great marketing opportunity too. They're getting to know you as an expert on X and they're getting to see you do like an online call and that's really powerful. So because this is a paid thing, um, you know, so many people have no problem making kind of an offer for a product or service at the end of a free webinar or a masterclass. But are you making offers during or after at the end of these online workshops? Yeah, oh, yeah always. I'm always offering all day long. Like every second of every day I'm selling in some way and not in like a super spammy, pushy type of way. But if you're already giving value to somebody, whether it's free or they paid for it, and they're getting something from that, they're getting some type of benefit from it, they're going to want more and they're going to be willing to invest more to get more. So it just, I mean, you're stupid if you don't, to be honest. <laughs> you. Like, it's just, it's really dumb for you to give them this information, they get value from it. And then you're like, okay, see you later. Right. You might as well keep them, you know, get, giving them more opportunities to really make those bigger investments where they can learn additional information that they need to learn to get those results that they want. I love that. And somebody had explained to me before, and I just thought it was so brilliant. Brilliant. They're like, look, they are, you know, investing in this education because they need it, they want it, and you actually do them a disservice if you That's don't great. give them other ways to learn more information or to even to get more focus on this or to get more help on this. Like you're doing them a disservice because you're giving them all this stuff. Now they're all reared up and ready to go. And, and then you back away. Right, right. So... That's- exactly how I feel as well. It's, it, it is. It's a disservice to them because they need something and you're basically saying no. Got it. Uh, I love that. Um, okay. So the last one I really want to dig into a little bit are your VIP days. Tell me a little bit about those. It sounds like these are full on days. You do them either one-on-one or you do group stuff. What yeah. kind of stuff are you doing during those, those times? Cause it's a big chunk of time. Uh, who's coming to those things and what are you offering them for? Sure. So for the VIP days with the the group ones, they're usually around some type of a topic. So the last one that I did was actually around messaging and mindset. Um, So it was very clear on what we're going to be talking about. Whereas the one on ones is it's, you know, whatever the client needs. So it's going to be different for each person. Um, But with the one on one stuff, how it's structured is it's basically five hours long um, with, you know, some breaks in between. Um, And so we get really clear on their message, the we get clarity around what they want to be doing in their business, what's actually going to make them happy, like why they are doing their business, what they can be doing more of to increase how good they feel in their business. Cause the, you know, the better you feel, the more money you make, it's just, that's always how it works. And so we get clear on that. We create offers. 
Um, I usually try to get them to launch an offer while we're working together if we're doing it in person um, so that I can, you know, basically look over their shoulder and make sure they're doing it properly. Um, and then we talk about sales. We talk about how to do upsells. We talk about um, how to reach out to people that you've worked with in the past and have them invest in the higher stuff that you're creating, the higher end stuff. Right. And then of course it's just whatever else they personally are struggling with. And we'll dive into that as well. Um, and then, so for the group ones, this is usually for, depending on what I'm talking about, it's usually for the women that already have a business. They've already been in business probably at least six to eight months and they need help with one or two specific topics. And so that's why I make them very specific, um, around different things. And so that one is usually anywhere from like two to five hours. So it's either like a, like a mini VIP day or a full VIP day, depending on the topic that we're covering. And so this one, um, is structured around what each person needs. So I usually do three to five people because any more than that, and I can't help them all. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I try to get clear on what they want, like one or two things that they want to walk away with at the end of the VIP day. And then we dissect how to make that happen and then really piece it all together. Oh, I absolutely love that. Okay, so all this talk about the money. And by the way, reading between the lines and listening between the lines, I hope you listening are really hearing Cassie's attitude about money making her attitude about business. And it is just everything is so in line with providing value, you know, giving people and servicing the community that's really looking for this information and putting a great dollar amount on it that is in line with what is comfortable for you. I just, it just speaks to, I think it, what you provide. And I think the attitude that you bring towards monetizing a business is right in line with where, um, women really sit comfortably, meaning it's very hard to, to listen to a coach or to listen to somebody who's saying, Oh, you should up your prices. Oh, you should offer this package. Here's how you should build out your funnel. That doesn't, feel right. It feels salesy, yeah. but everything I hear from you and you listening, I hope you hear this too, which is like, it's really got to come from the inside out. You got to know who you are, what you have to offer, who your community is and how you can package that stuff correctly. And then it's like, you know, it's like the, the, the basics, like make this offer. Here's a way to make this offer. Try this package, do it this way. Let's keep on, on evolving it. And I just, I love and appreciate hearing that from you. Thank you. Yeah, I think like the biggest mistake that people can make when I mean, with any business, really, when trying to make more money is to do what other people tell you to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you want to, you know, have a mentor or somebody that you're looking to where you can say, hey, I have this issue, what should I do? And they give you some feedback. But ultimately, you are the one who does what feels right to you. Because what I do might not feel right to you. And what you know, the other business coach over here says, might feel better to you. And so I'm going to be like, go do what they want you to do, because ultimately it has to feel good to you or you're either not going to do it or you're going to do it, but you're going to half-ass it and not get the results anyway. Right. Right. Love that. Um, to bring this conversation to a little bit of a close, I really want to ask not so much about the income side, but about the expenses. This is a side that we don't normally talk about. <laughs> so talk a little bit about uh, maybe if you could do just like an overview of some of the major expenses that you have so that we can kind of get an idea of your business model and sort of how you're um, sustaining and growing. And if that's something that you kind of always keep an eye on. Yeah. So always keep an eye on it. Yes. Every single day I look at my money. I track my income and expenses from the day prior. I track my money or not my money, my net worth as well. So I'm always, always, always paying attention to my money. And you're crazy if you don't, because if you're not looking at it, 
then you're not going to be able to improve it. You have to know where you stand. Um, and so for expenses, I mean, it really depends on the month. Um, but I'm going to say that I average around like 20 to 25,000 a month for expenses right now. And I only expect this to grow as my income grows. Um, my biggest expenses probably, well, my assistant for sure, cause she's more than full time <laughs> with me. Um, my publicist, um, is probably, I think she was around 30,000 us. So for me in Canada, that's like 38,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my next biggest one would probably be Facebook ads because I have a Facebook ads manager who's around like twelve to fifteen hundred a month, and then I'm also spending about the same amount um, on my ads themselves, and sometimes more depending on what we're promoting at the time. Um, and then of course my mentors, and so I'm always investing in mentors, and that's going to be anywhere from I'm going to say 10 to 30 grand, depending on the mentor and the length of the package. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, So related to this question, what has been one of your most expensive business mistakes that you've made? Uh, Well, first of all, expensive isn't really a word that I would use. I actually never say it because in my opinion, nothing is expensive. It's just a matter of priorities. Um, And investing in myself is always a priority. That being said, there have been lessons that I've learned while investing myself. I think the <laughs> biggest lesson is is probably about mentors, actually. So to choose the right mentor for you, regardless of price, um, because I've invested in mentors. I've worked with a bunch of them, and I've invested in some that I thought would help me, and to be honest, only hired them because they didn't cost as much as the next person mm-hmm. that I actually wanted to work with more. Um, but after doing this a couple of times and not getting the results that I wanted and not actually liking, like having that connection with them, some of my coaches, I was like, I really don't want to get on the phone with her today. I just didn't like (laughs) paying them. Um, but so I finally got over that. And when I did, I realized that I was honestly just wasting money working with somebody just because they cost less than the next person that I really wanted. Um, and so I just started investing in the ones that I really wanted to work with, even though it cost a lot of money for me at the time. And so I would put it on credit cards. I was like, I know I'm going to make this back. I didn't have the money at the time. So I would do a payment plan and I would just work with them that way. Um, and so, I mean, I would just say to anyone looking to hire a mentor of any kind, whether that's like a business mentor or, or otherwise, just to find one that really feels right for you. Like, again, we're coming back to what feels right for you because it's so important. And then just, just find the money. I mean, if it's, if it's something that means a lot to you to work with this person, then you're going to do what you need to do to make the money to, to make that happen for you. And it's just, it's such a waste of time and and money to hire people that you don't want to work with just because they're less money. And you think that they're going to help you because they won't, they won't be able to help you not because they're not capable, but because you're not going to be willing to actually listen to them. Right. Uh, So, so true. Um, I really want to bring this down home and ask, and I think you gave a little bit of the kind of the practical answer to this, but I'm looking for practical as well as sort of an attitude about this. How do you make sure that your business is constantly staying focused on financial growth at, you know, because sometimes we can get so big into like, here are our goals and here's kind of, we want to grow our community this size and here's the big business and here's sort of the business plans. But like, how do you make sure on a regular basis you are continuing to stay focused on your financial growth, where you are, where you want to be? 
So I think for me, like I'm always creating new products and services and I, I always will just because it's what I really love doing the most. Um, but I think making sure like I'm doing my daily money work as well, like I mentioned a minute ago, that's really important so that you always know what's happening with your money. And for me, it's really passive and recurring income. That is a huge focus for me right now. And I have a mentor currently that I work with that's really going to help me you know, decide on the right moves that I can make to achieve those goals that I want to achieve, or at least get close to it. Um, I think if you're like, it's one thing to set goals, financial goals or otherwise, it's another thing to actually reach those goals. And there's some work that needs to be done in the middle. And that's what a lot of people aren't willing to do. And so for me, it's always just constantly creating whether that's paid products or free stuff or just you know some type of messaging that needs to get out there it's it's just so important to constantly be creating if you want to constantly be increasing your income love love that my goodness Cassie, I'm overwhelmed with awesome information here. I just am so in love with the business that you've built, the people that you serve, and the attitude with which you approach business. Um, So many times, especially in the businesswoman niche, we find ourselves like going for the purpose that we want to achieve through our businesses and the vision that we want to achieve, but we forget and we choose not to talk about the finances because they're scary and because they're real. And, oh my gosh, I can't tell you that I only made this amount of money or that I'm barely scraping by. Um, I wanted this series to be able to bring to light that somebody even as big as yourself in it who has built such a big company still has gone through a progression and you have to go through that progression in order to build your company. So thank you so much for, uh, you know, for your authenticity, for sharing so, uh, so openly about how your business is structured and how it's grown all these years. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Honestly, I think finances is one of those things that's not talked about enough. I was even saying to my husband, they need to talk about it more in school with kids. Oh, yeah. It's one of those topics that people are like embarrassed to talk about. And I think it needs to be talked about more, which is why I make it such a big priority to infuse that into my message where it's not just about making more money. It's that you have the power to create that money if you so choose. Love it. Can't think of a better way to end. Cassie, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again.